Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 21. It says, And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then it goes in to says four wives. Now let me pause just for a second. This message today will talk a lot through the context of marriage. But what I realize is that there's some people in this room right now that are not married. And the temptation for you is going to be to believe a lie that this message is not for you. But I'm telling you, you couldn't be missing it more because isn't it true that we pay thousands of dollars and spend years of our life in college learning and preparing to have a career before we ever get a job. And I believe there is no better time or no better place to learn about marriage God's way than before you're married. That's called being proactive. That's called being straight up smart and what the Bible talks about as wisdom. In fact, let me give you three verses to prove it. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 20, it says, get all the advice and instruction you can so that you will be wise the rest of your life. Proverbs 18, 15 says, intelligent people. Anybody wanna be intelligent? Anybody wanna be in that category? I know I do. Intelligent people are always ready to learn. Always, their ears are open for knowledge. In Proverbs 20, 18, plans succeed, marriages succeed, relationships succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war. Now, I'm not saying that marriage is war, <laughs> just for the record. But, 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 it, but it is sometimes a fight, you know? Don't go to war without wise advice. So this, this today, if you're not married, this is for you. So let's pick back up in verse 22. It says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church, as, as the church submits to Christ. So your wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Now that is three verses just to wives. What I think is so funny is that the next chunk is to the husbands and it's nine. Okay, so it's nine verses. So husbands really lean in. Verse 25, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And one translation says, a love that's marked by giving, not getting. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives, I like this, as they love their own body. You notice it doesn't say that to the, to the women, but it does say that to the men. Because men, I don't care how old you are, I don't care how big that belly gets, you walk by a mirror and you're like, yeah, I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> so in the same way, love your wives as you love your own bodies. <laughs> for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. He who hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ 
cares for the church and we are members of his body. Verse 31, as the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery and all my married people said amen, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. And here's our main verse for today. Here's where we're gonna camp out. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So today, if you're taking notes, we're gonna talk about the goal, and I encourage you, I'm gonna be very practical. I encourage you to write down some things. There's gonna be some awkward conversation in the next few minutes, but I promise you, I do it because I love you. But we're gonna be talking about the goal of avoiding the crazy. (laughs) Avoiding the crazy. I don't know if you wanna avoid the, I want to avoid the crazy in my relationships, in my marriage. So we're gonna talk about avoiding the crazy. Now what if today I could tell you the deepest desire of the opposite sex? That men, what if I could tell you the deepest desire of every woman in your life. Women, what could I tell, like, like what if I could tell you the deepest desire of every man? And I think you would be like, I, I get it. Um, it's on his mind all the time, I get it. It's, it's not that. In fact, in Ephesians chapter five, the apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives us the answer in verse 33, He says, so again I said, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. So write this down. The deepest desire of every woman is to be loved. That the deepest desire of every woman is to be loved. That's why girls give sex to get love, and that's why guys give love to get sex. And single girls, every eye, it's important that you hear this. You are worth so much more than that. You are worth so much more than that. You don't have to give anything to get love. In fact, true love gives, not takes. But pastor, he tells me that he loves me. He loves me so much. Listen, he does not love you He loves him. He doesn't love you. He loves him. He lusts you. So I give you permission during this message to disconnect, to check out, open up your phone, text him, and say, my pastor said to dump you. You don't even deserve a phone call. Just send him a text saying it is over. You can do that. The deepest desire of every woman is to be loved. Write this down. The deepest desire of every man is to be respected. The deepest desire, got a lot of desires, but the deepest desire of every man is to be respected. So here was the question I had. So why in the world did Aretha Franklin, a woman, write this song? Come on everybody. Come on, this is church. Come on, we can have fun in church. So why? 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 Why did she write this song? Why did she write R-E-S-B-C-T? 
Well, here's the thing. She didn't. A man named Otis Redding (laughs) did two years earlier. So the deepest desire of every woman is to be loved. The deepest desire of every man is to be respected. But here's what happens so often. We get in this cycle, and we're just going to call this thing the crazy cycle. Because what happens so often is that without love, she reacts without respect. And without respect, he reacts without love, which in turn makes her react without respect, which then makes him so fired up that he reacts without love and round and round and round this crazy cycle goes and where it stops, nobody knows. So we just keep going around and around and we keep doing the same exact thing, expecting a different result and that everybody is the definition of insanity. And here's the thing, this, this could be the picture right now of your marriage. This could be the picture of your relationship right now. In fact, I would probably say that most of the conflict, most of the problems, most of the drama that you're facing in your relationship is a result of this. But what I know happens so much is that a lot of times, you know, maybe the man will stand up and say, I will love my woman after she respects me. That's when I'll start loving her after she starts giving me the respect that I deserve. But then the independent woman stands up and says, no, 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 no way. I will respect my man after he starts to show me some love. And so it just ends up being this crazy cycle. And I'm just saying, if that's you, how's that working out for you? But here's what I want you to understand. That this, that's not God's plan for your marriage. That is not God's plan for your relationship. You can avoid the crazy. That this doesn't have to be the picture of your marriage. This doesn't have to be the the picture of your future marriage. This doesn't have to be the picture of your relationships. Ephesians 5, 33. So again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. So men, I challenge you to give the women in your life, unconditional love. I challenge you to give unconditional, and and women, to give unconditional respect to the men. Even, get this, even when you don't feel like it. But I don't feel like it. Listen, I do not want to be a person that is constantly led by my feelings. Where I'm not, I, I don't want to have to wait till I feel something before I do what's right. I can't always be led by my feelings. No, no, like choices lead and feelings follow. But a lot of times we do the reverse. We want to feel before we make the choice. But no, choices lead and then feelings follow. Write this down because I think it's going to help you. Don't feel your way into action. Act your way into feelings. There's a big difference Don't feel your way into action. Act your way into feelings. Make a decision. I'm going to give unconditional love. I'm going to give unconditional respect. And when you start doing that, you will avoid the crazy. And it starts a brand new cycle, a cycle that actually energizes you, a cycle that actually gives you life, a cycle where his love 
His unconditional love motivates her respect. And because of her respect, it motivates his love. And then because you're experiencing that love, it motivates her respect, and then which motivates his love, and around, around, that cycle goes, and everything is all good. And every, and listen, this is God's plan for your marriage. According to Ephesians chapter five, that this right here can be the picture of your relationship. This could be the picture of your marriage, that this is God's plan. So how, how do I get that? Because I want that, how do I get that? I'm so glad that you asked. And so husbands, I'm gonna give you two things that your wife needs to experience love. Now, ladies, I wanna need you to give me as many amens when I, when I do a good job on this as I can, okay? But then after that, wives, I wanna give you two things that your husband needs to experience respect. And I better get some low amens in that, okay? By the way, these are needs, not wants. And I think it's very important for you and I to know the difference between what your spouse needs and what your spouse wants. A car doesn't want gas. It needs gas. A plant doesn't just want sunshine and water. It needs sunshine and water. And there's some things that your spouse needs, not wants. And, and if, if you're not scratching that itch, you will experience some crazy in your relationship. So husbands, you're on the hot seat. Here's the thing. First, two things that your wife needs to experience love. And here's the first one. Give me an amen if I'm right, ladies. Security. Okay. Security. Your wife needs security. In other words, your relationship needs to be a safe place with high trust and commitment and confidence that no matter what, you will take care of her, that you will provide for her, that you will protect her, that you will guard her heart, that you're not going anywhere. Husbands, she needs to know that she knows that she knows that you will be true and faithful to her till death do you part. That what you said on your wedding day is rock solid. But in this sex-saturated, easy access to pornography, all the time world where it feels like girls sometimes are allergic to clothes. <laughs> it's true. She needs to be able to trust you and to know that you're gonna honor her and always be loyal to her. And the Bible in Job chapter 31 has this verse where he says, I made a covenant, just like I made a covenant on my, on my marriage, on my wedding day. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look with lust upon a girl. And then in 2 Timothy chapter two, verse 22, it says, run. Run as fast as you can from all the ambitions and lust of youth. Quit being like a boy. And chase after all that is pure. Don't just run from something, run after something. That whatever builds up your faith and deepens your love must become your holy pursuit. So men, I'm asking you, 
Are you passionately pursuing purity? Like, so what are your boundaries? Because here's what I know. Boundaries bring security. So, do you have boundaries on your texts, on your phone, on your social media, your internet, your TV, your schedule? Do you have boundaries when it comes to being alone with the opposite sex? And I challenge you, husbands in here, if you haven't done this, do this today. You want something practical today that you can do? Give all your passwords to your phone, to your email, to everything. Give it to your wife and give her permission to look at any time over anything that she wants to. Now, here's the deal. Some of you, you probably right now, I can even feel it in the room a little bit. There's a little pushback. See, but you understand, I got my independence. That's, that's, that's private. And so, okay. So she can have your last name but not your cell phone and your email passwords. Okay, okay, okay. We'll be real in church, can't we? <laughs> Husbands, you wanna bring your wife's security? Have no secrets. Secrecy is the enemy of, of security. So one more practical way to bring security and this is one where, uh, man, I, I would love for the men to, to lean forward in, in your chair because this is heavy on my heart. Be the spiritual leader in your family. You be the person that's driving your family towards God. You passionately pursue God with everything that you have. That don't be the person where your wife is dragging you to church all the time. Like you set the tone in your house. That you decide, you know what? We're gonna go to Grow Track. And if you're not, I'm going. And I'm gonna get planted in a church. And I'm just not gonna just attend church, I'm gonna be the church. I'm gonna jump on a team. I'm gonna serve and set up. I'm gonna serve and take down. I'm gonna go be a greeter. I'm gonna go hang out with some kids and teach them about Jesus. And I'm gonna serve on the dream team. Maybe for some of you, it's like, no, this summer, we have six weeks for a six-week small group semester. It's just six weeks. You can do anything for six weeks. You can even go on vacation in the middle of it and only do a five. Let's just say, hey, honey, we're gonna be in a small group this summer. It's six weeks, and we're gonna jump in a small group. Maybe for some of you, you need to lead a small group. I can tell you this right now, and I'm just gonna be real with you. The last semester, we just finished it up. We had so many more girls small group than guys small groups. We need some men to rise up and lead in this area. Let us be men that run after God with all our heart and to be able to, let's lead our families in a way because that will bring, I'm telling you, you leading the way spiritually will bring her much needed security. And here's the second thing. Your wife needs, needs, not wants, needs is intimacy. Intimacy. And just so we're clear, Your idea of intimacy is probably different than her idea of intimacy. <laughs> Husbands, let me help you. Let me help you. Your wife spells love, T-I-M-E, time. And not just sitting beside each other on the couch, scrolling on your phone with the ball game on. 
Not talking about just, just, just like, just like, just quantity of time. I'm talking about quality time where you're actually looking in each other's eyes with no distractions and get this, man, while you're listening. James chapter one, it says, understand this, and I'm just gonna take out the and sisters. Just understand this, my dear brothers. You must all be quick to listen, quick to listen and slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. And I believe that last one will be a result of the first two and slow to get angry. Listen guys, we have, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. She doesn't want you to fix her problems all the time. She just wants you to shut up and listen. Can I get an amen from the ladies? So guys, next time that she starts to vent, maybe had a hard day, next time just comes in and, I mean, you, you know it, just starts to vent, just, just do this. Say, I'm so sorry that happened to you, sweetheart. Say the sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you, sweetheart. I've felt like that before too. And that's it. That's it. Write it down, okay? Write it down. <laughs> Husbands, you want to crank up the intimacy? Show affection to your wife. Affection. You know, the things that you probably did while you were dating. You know, loving gestures, compliments, flowers, holding hands, saying I love you, text throughout the day, just thinking of you. And by the way, affection is not sex. Sex can be the result of affection, but should not be the motivation of affection. So try this sometime. Try this. Maybe like next time your wife is doing the dishes at the sink, just kind of come up very gently behind her and maybe just start give a little shoulder massage and just say, I love you. And then walk away. <laughs> write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. I'm telling you, this is gold. This will help you. This will help you. I, I love this quote that the woman was made of a rib out of the side of Adam, not made out of his head to rule him nor out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart to be beloved. So what does your wife need? She needs security, she needs intimacy. So, ladies, you're off. Husbands, fellas, you're on a, I'm sorry, you're off. Ladies, you're on. Uh, see, so here are two things that your husband needs, needs to experience respect. Two things that he needs. Here's the first is appreciation, appreciation. Just like you need security, he needs to be appreciated. To know that what he does matters, that his hard work isn't taken for granted. And even if you go back all the way to Genesis and the creation story, man is called and he's wired by God to work hard and have fruit from his labor. In fact, God gave a man a job before he gave him a woman. So ladies, don't get you a man before he gets a job. Hello. <laughs> Wives, your husbands, 
He needs to know that what he does matters and that you think that he's doing a great job. In other words, be his biggest fan. Anything he does, just be his fan. If he plays softball, show up to the game. And I mean, seriously, act like he is playing in game seven of the World Series in a game that literally means nothing. (laughs) And just treat him like an all-star. I'm telling you, in between services, when Heather comes up to me and she says, you did such a good job in that first service, you hit it out of the park. I'm telling you, I'm like, bring it on, second service. I'm ready to get to you. (laughs) And there's something about when she says it that's different than when anybody else says it. And so just be your husband's biggest fan. Honor the man he is and honor the man that he is becoming. Encourage what you see and encourage what you want to see. Wives, you may not realize this, but you are the prophet in your home. You can literally speak things into existence that aren't there. And men will rise to the occasion because you believe in him. So like, if you want him to be a better dad, just look at him and say, you are such a good dad. I love how you lead our kids and watch him step up and lead. Listen, you cannot shame a man into action. Don't tell him who he's not. Tell him who he is. Proverbs chapter 18 and 21 says, your words are so powerful that they will kill or they will give life. So, your husband, he needs appreciation. And here's the second thing. He needs sex. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Just got quiet up in church. I understand. This is awkward a little bit, okay? I understand. We got to talk about it. He needs sex. And just to make sure we're all on the same page, I'm talking about sex God's way. One man, one woman in marriage for life. And a lot of people think that God is anti-sex. He's not. He created it. God is anti-sex outside of how he designed it. So God's ways are God's ways for a reason in everything. God is never trying to limit you or restrict you or keep you from anything. In fact, it's just the opposite that his ways are only for your benefit so that you and I can live the best possible life that we could ever possibly live on this planet. That's why we've decided at this church to be able to make sure that we are pushing people towards not just eternal life, but the abundant life that Jesus offers. We built our church around this verse in John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, that you can have life with God that lasts forever. But then not only that, you can experience abundant life. That one, one translation says life to the full, but I love how this says more and better life than they ever dreamed of. And that That includes your sexuality. And we have gone all in in that following Jesus is the best possible life that we could ever live. So wives, just like you need intimacy, your husband, he needs sex. And just as the devil will do everything he can to bring two people together sexually before marriage. He does everything he can to keep them away from each other after they get married. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, it actually says 
in verse three, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. It's in the Bible. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations. Some people are like, I got my verse. I got my life verse. <laughs> Did you hear that? I got this Bible. God says that, okay? <laughs> Unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so that you can give yourselves more completely to prayer afterwards, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. See, nothing will crank up the crazy in your marriage, like withholding sex. So if you want that fire to burn, you gotta throw some logs on the fire every now and then, okay? So if you want to avoid the crazy, never forget the deepest desire of every woman is to be loved. So men, give them what they desperately need, unconditional love. And the deepest desire of every man is to be respected. So women, give them what they need, unconditional respect. Let me end with this. You know, we, we spent a big chunk of this time talking about what we need. And there's a lot of things in life that we need, not just that we want. But there's certain things that you and I need that no person can ever give us. See, no person, no spouse, no husband, no wife, no girlfriend, no boyfriend, no fiance, no friend, no family can give you things like identity and purpose and fulfillment, salvation. And if you put that type of pressure on somebody else to give you those things, they'll never be able to do it no matter how good that relationship is. Because no human can ever handle the weight of your soul. Those are areas of your soul that only Jesus can fill. That same Jesus in John chapter four, I encourage you to go look at it. John chapter four, who approaches a woman who had tremendous relationship baggage. In fact, the Bible says that she had five previous husbands and the man that she was living with at the time wasn't even her husband. And here's what I know. Anytime that we talk about stuff like this, I know because there's a dirtbag of an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy everything in your life. And he tries to throw as much guilt and shame and regret. And if you've made mistakes in this, in this area of your life, you can come to church and you can feel a message like this and start to believe all these lies and feel awful about yourself. Listen. Just because you made a mistake, you are not a mistake. Just because you failed in certain areas, it doesn't make you a failure. That God can make all things new. That we have a God that specializes in second chances and third chances and fourth chances, and in this case, a seventh chance. That Jesus was the seventh man that she really needed. And Jesus approaches this lady that's been looking for men to find things like identity and purpose and fulfillment in real life. And Jesus approaches her and says this in John chapter four, verse 13 and 14. Jesus said, everyone who drinks of this water, talking about something that 
maybe in your life, you're trying to go to all these things, you're gonna get thirsty again and again and again and again. But anyone who drinks the water I will give, that I give will never thirst, not ever. The water I give will be an artesian spring within, gushing fountains of, I love this, endless life. You'll never run out. And this woman who'd been looking for men to give her all those things, identity, purpose, fulfillment, real life, Jesus comes and he says, honey, those things don't come from men. They come from the son of man. want to nail down your love life, you need to nail down your first love. And he invites her to make him the love of her life. But he's not asking anything from her. He just extends grace and love and forgiveness and offers her a fresh start. Because the truth is, you'll never be right with a mate. You'll never be right in a marriage until you're right with your maker. Sir, she will never complete you. Ma'am, he will never complete you. Only Jesus, only Jesus will complete you. Don't you bow your head and close your eyes. Just in this moment, before we leave, we're almost done love to take just a moment to ask God, God, what are you speaking to me? What does my response need to be? I believe that this is a message that should affect our Mondays, all of us. So what does your response need to be? And we always want to give people the opportunity every single week, every single service to make the most important decision of your life just like that lady in John chapter four encountered Jesus, we wanna give you an opportunity to encounter Jesus, to make the decision to follow him. And I'm not talking about joining a church or perfect church attendance or even being a good person. I'm not talking about religion at all. I'm talking about starting a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you've had that in the past and, and you've, gone off and you've done your own thing and today you find yourself at church on Mother's Day and you feel so far from God or maybe you're here and you've never made that decision we want to give you the opportunity to give your whole life to make a decision to follow Jesus maybe you're just here and you just need a fresh start today is your day We're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna embarrass you or make you come forward. I'm just gonna lead you in a simple prayer. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, meaning today you wanna get right with God and you want to start or restart a relationship with God, I'm gonna lead you in a simple prayer. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you wanna be included in that prayer, I'm gonna ask you right now to boldly put your hand in the air and say, count me in on that prayer, count me in. I wanna restart, I need a fresh start today in church. Come on, raise it up, that's you. Anybody in here? That's great, that's awesome. That's great, proud of you. That's great. Yeah, I got you, I got you. You put your hands down. 
and just sincerely pray something like this in your heart. It's not about the words that we say. It's about really meaning it from the bottom of your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you so much. I need you. I'm sorry that I've lived my life without you. Come live inside of me. Change me. Make me brand new. I surrender my, my whole life to you. Everything. I give you everything. And I choose to follow you. You're in charge and I follow you in every area of my life. God, I love you. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at queencitypeople.com.